Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 144 of 2020 of The Informed Catholic. I call it season two, but let's say it's 2020, episode 144. So uh, I have an article from LifeSite News. Uh, Bishop Strickland takes Father James Altman's side. And if you remember Father James Altman, I played for you uh, his audio recording about um, that Catholics cannot vote for Joe Biden and uh, they cannot vote Democrat because it goes against the faith. Now, um, we already have looked into what's going on with the Democratic Party. I read in my last episode, I point out that Catholics for Biden is evil and deceptive. And that is exactly true. It is. Um, Sister Simone Campbell, uh, dissident nun, I think she's supposed to be Benedictine, and she's a lawyer, uh, is very deceptive. She says that Catholics cannot be a one voter issue. We are, she says, we're supposed to be multi uh, issue voting. Uh, it's another way of saying to you, get over uh, the whole abortion thing. She doesn't believe that Roe versus Wade should be reversed. Now, uh, this goes against the Catholic teaching. It goes against our moral teaching, our moral theology, and our uh, theology on justice because it violates life. As I said many times before, we are a people of the incarnation. All right, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Jesus Christ, the, the eternal son of the father, the logos, by the power of the Holy Spirit was made incarnate and born of the Virgin Mary. And this is serious. Now, another matter is, is that with the Catholics, uh, Democratic Catholics, Catholics who are pro-abortion, there's also the, the, um, the great insult, uh, the great abomination, the fact that they uh, continue to receive communion, the fact that we have bishops, priests who are literally uh, blaspheming the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord by letting these politicians continue to receive communion. Um, it's almost like they think they are holding Jesus Christ hostage. Um, remember, this all goes back to McCarrick. This all goes back to the McCarrick years um, when the bishops actually were trying to make a choice about the whole issue of should politicians receive Holy Communion, it goes back to that period. It goes back to the fact when Cardinal Ratzinger, the head of the, the Congregation of Faith, sent a, uh, an instruction saying that Catholics who hold on to these issues, politicians who violate the faith, cannot receive Holy Communion. McCarrick, Theodore, Cardinal Theodore McCarrick at the time, held that information from the bishops. And from then on, he lied and said that this is going to be at the discretion of the individual bishop. And from then on, all our bishops have never been on the same page, have never been on the same page. And since then, we've all had this horrible 
uh, situation in the Catholic Church of America. It has done great damage and great harm. And the evil of pedophilia continues. Uh, I believe California just passed that bill. Now, what do you think is going to happen in California when a Catholic priest, uh, a, a pedophile, serial pedophile commits an act? He'll be protected under that law. Okay? He'll be protected under that law. It'll probably do them more good and more injustice to the victims. This is just a terrible time that we're living in. We're going through a chastisement. We're going through a serious chastisement. And we as Catholics have to vote Republican. We have to, we have to vote Republican. We cannot, um, we cannot vote Democrat. Now, you really have to pray about this in your own heart of what's going on. Do you think the United States, you think all this, all this is happening is, is just because it's a bad year? No. All this is happening is the result of the fact that, the, that we as Catholics have lost our way. The Catholic Church is the new Israel. And... Our priests, our bishops, you know, and the and the people, we we are wandering in the wilderness, uh, wandering in the wilderness, lost. We don't know who we are anymore. We don't know what we are anymore. You know, our faith has been hijacked from us. Our liturgy has been hijacked from us. Our, you know, our place in the world, you know, is, you know, we're a laughing stock. We're a laughing stock in front of everyone. We're supposed to be the one true faith and we're a laughing stock. We don't give proper glory to God. We don't give proper glory to our Savior. We got very bland un you know unimpressive worship the glory of it the glory of the past is gone it's boring it's without proper you know proper honor to our savior our priests and bishops look tired haggard I mean, think about it. We have a priest that instead, you know, gives a, uh, a nod to woke culture by asking people to denounce white privilege. Does this sound like to you it's the Catholic Church? In some places, they play with the liturgical words using inclusive language not wanting to acknowledge him as God, not wanting, I mean, as man, you know, and by the power of the Holy Spirit was made flesh, born of the Virgin Mary and became, became what? In some places they try to play with the words uh, in the name of the creator, redeemer and sanctifier, not wanting to say father, son, Holy Spirit. 
Does this sound like the Catholic Church to you? It's like it's you know it's you know basically it's like someone let the lunatics run the lunatic asylum. And now we have Catholics who want to support abortion which is racist because it's eugenics. It's it's a eugenic science wanting to eliminate those people who is deemed as unacceptable. It's based on racism. I think all these particular, especially white Catholics, people like Joe Biden, who is white Irish, and Sister Simone Campbell, who sounds like, I think Campbell is a Scottish descent. And then you have other Catholics from whatever background, maybe even Italian and and whatever oh, European descent. They don't seem to realize it is racism. This is eugenics. Eugenics basically the whole purpose of it is to weed out what they believe is the unacceptable, undesired, and inferior. That's the whole purpose of it. Margaret Sanger, who was the founder of Planned Parenthood, was a eugenist. She believed that there are people in, in the world, she believed that people in the world who are unacceptable, African Americans, people of certain Hispanic background, people of Jewish background. She even thought Italians and Irish were unacceptable. And she believed that the, to weed them out so that the, so that the more healthy population, the acceptable population can have room to breathe. But she believed that, that the world would be a better place with, without these particular ethnic groups. She was a racist. She was an absolute racist. And sadly, the world gave her a platform. The Nazis loved her. And the people who supported her were Democrats. The Democrats believed in sterilizing certain members of the population. They would tell them, you're going to go in for a health checkup, but they don't realize they were being sterilized. This is a fact. You can look it up. All right, so let's uh, begin the article. I'm going to play you uh, Father James Altman's audio. Uh, actually, you can look it up on YouTube. Uh, it's really great. But uh, before we begin, uh, please subscribe and share uh, with your friends. Um, I don't have any advertisement. It's word of mouth. Uh, I'm noticing it's picking up in several states. Apple Podcasts is picking up. Um, let's say a prayer and then we'll begin. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and the hour of our death. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. St. Joseph, guardian of the Holy Church and terror of demons, pray for us. And St. Thomas More, pray for us. And St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, this is Father James Altman again. Blood shed profusely in the scourging. 
Blood flowing forth in the crowning of thorns. Blood poured out on the Holy Cross. Price of salvation, without which there is no forgiveness. Eucharistic drink and refreshment of souls. Save us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But our family, we're going to have something right from the very beginning of the Baltimore Catechism. Our basic catechism, basic foundation for our whole faith. Our purpose in life, which is to know, love, and serve God. Now, it's human nature that we will not willingly serve a God whom we do not love. And we will not love a God we do not know. So, so here's the thing. I don't love anybody in Borneo. Because I don't know anyone in Borneo. So don't get up in the morning with any particular inclination or inspiration to serve anyone in Borneo. But if I do not wake up in the morning with an inclination and an inspiration to serve Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then Houston, we got a problem. And the problem in the world today, as it was in Noah's day, and as it was in Abraham, Lot, and Sodom and Gomorrah's day, as it was as Jesus warned us it would be, is that there are way too many people who don't know the first thing about Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So truth be told, they do not love Him. And so we can see in the many godless politicians out there and the godless educational system and the godlessness of so many sheeples, they most definitely are not serving Him. They are not fulfilling their purpose in life to know, to love, and to serve God. Oh, you're just being political. Father Altman's too political. Politics has no place in the Catholic Church. Baloney. Pope Benedict XVI said, the church is not a political power, it's not a party, but it is, and this is supposed to be, it is a moral power. Therefore, since politics fundamentally should be a moral enterprise, the church, in this sense, has something to say about politics. Therefore, when politics and politicians act in an immoral way, we most certainly do have the duty and the obligation to speak up and speak up about it. When they complain, they say, hey, you're a bunch of hypocrites. Capital H. Guess who was just a premier speaker at the Democratic National Convention? None other than the hyper-confusion-spreading heretic James Martin S.J. Well, I guess it's, oh, I guess it's okay for James Martin to spout off for the Democrats on their national stage, but God forbid a priest speak out against their godless platform. Here's a memo to clueless baptized Catholics out there. You cannot be Catholic and be a Democrat, period. Their party platform absolutely is against everything the Catholic Church teaches. So just quit pretending that you're Catholic and vote Democrat. Repent of your support of that party and its platform or face the fires of hell. Yes, Virginia, there is a hell. There's a, a well-known cleric who seems to be putting out there that, oh, hell is an empty place. Sorry, buddy. It's not what Jesus said. Jesus said many are going to choose that bride road to destruction. Only a few are going to choose the narrow, very difficult road to the narrow gate to heaven. There will be 60 million in count 
aborted babies standing at the gates of heaven barring your Democrat entrance. And nothing you can say will ever excuse you for your direct or indirect support of that diabolical agenda. Period. the end. It's too bad there's so many gutless cowards in the clergy who refuse to speak up and speak out on that truth and make it crystal clear. There should be no confusion among any Catholic. TV at the end of the day, I do research. And I actually researched and researched all the data, the information. I, I crunched the numbers and finally came up with a pretty close approximate total of how many Catholics voted for Obama in 2008 and 2012. Zero. Wrap your minds around that, dear family. There were a lot of pretenders, a lot of imposters, a lot of people masquerading as Catholics, laity and clergy alike. There were zero faithful Catholics who voted for that godless politician who had the audacity to blaspheme and say, God bless Planned Parenthood, the most racist organization on the face of this planet, founded to wipe out black babies. Wilton Gregory, figure it out. So back to the hypocrisy of those who complain I'm too political. The complainers, the hypocrites, by the way, always are from the left, both lady and clergy alike, in addition to thinking it's A-OK -okay for James Martin to prance up onto the Democrats' national stage, certain of the hierarchy think nothing about ripping into Donald Trump because somehow Trump has differing views about national sovereignty and national borders. No problem about stuffing things like the climate change hoax into the political arena, into the Catholic Church. Well, here in the U.S., in addition to James Martin, the St. Anthony Messenger has two major political statements. One against Trump in, in support of DACA, which means criminal illegal aliens, and the other supporting the Southern Poverty Law Center, which seems to be one of the most godless, communist, anti-American, left-wing, radical organizations in the United States. And again, one ripping on Trump and supporting Wilton Gregory's horrific attack on the one best pro-life president and his Catholic wife. You know, as a bishop recently said to me, it's no wonder the faithful have lost confidence in the bishops because so many of them did such a horrible job on the scandal. And still to this day, don't say anything about the worst miscreants. Oh, but they sure will get all over a priest instantly who simply speaks the truth. Oh, yes, dear family, they are quick as lightning when they want to be to silence any priest who dares to step out of line. But do you really wonder why ordinary priests do not speak up? It's out of fear, dear family. Fear. Shame on the hierarchy who covers up truth through a conspiracy of fear. Listen, if, it, if there wasn't truth spoken, nobody but nobody would be listening to me for two seconds. And if all that is accomplished by speaking up is to let the proud and arrogant in the hierarchy realize that the faithful are suspicious and they have good reason, and that they need to straighten up and straighten out this mess that they created or they continued before they lose yet more faithful to the fastest growing denomination in the United States, ex-Catholics, then job accomplished. 
But, dear family, there is truth spoken. And it continues to slap faithful Catholics in the faith when Notre Dame gives Obama an honorary doctorate, when James Martin takes the national stage for the Democrats, and when a pro-life president gets ripped on by an archbishop of the Catholic Church, who then, within days, urges his priests to go all political and join hands with the Marxist protesters, Black Lives Matter. To family, it is basic to our salvation that we must, that our purpose in life is to know, love, and serve God. We have a duty and an obligation to know Him so that we love Him, so that we serve Him unto martyrdom right away. And it is human nature that we will not willingly serve a God whom we do not love, and we will not love a God we do not know. And the reason why we are seeing the signs of the times the cataclysm that's approaching, that we have been warned about, our Blessed Mother warned us about it. The reason why we're seeing this is that way too many people do not know God through their fault, through their fault, through their most grievous fault. And too many shepherds of the church haven't taught them. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. There you go. That was really great. That was beautiful. Uh, I'll never get tired of that because I, that's the kind of priest I wish I had in my parish, really. I mean, that, that's this is a priest I could talk to. This is someone I would go, I would love to have as my personal, let's say, uh, spiritual uh, advisor, counselor. That's This is the kind of man I want. I mean, I, I wish, I pray one day I could meet a priest like this, you know, that would be my, my spiritual counselor, you know, advisor who would uh, help me with my spiritual uh, growth and walk with God, give me advice, uh, tell me, you know, you know, to see how I'm progressing. That's one of the things we, we're, we're lacking. And that's a sad problem because we don't have that. I don't have that here. And I don't, uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of Catholics, especially Catholic men, and that's one of the things. He, 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 he makes me want to go to church, to see him and talk to him. You know, I would love to have him as a for Bible study. You know, that's the kind of man we want. That's the kind of men we want for our for our priests. You know, and that's the problem because things are so effeminate. Within the Catholic Church, I mean, you see, you know, every Sunday you get these women who, you know, who go up there to help with distribution of Holy Communion, right? With the priest. I mean, last uh, last couple of Sundays, the the priest in my parish didn't even bother distribute Holy Communion. It was like two women. You know, he you know he and once he says the consecration, he gives them the. Uh, um, I guess you can call it a chalice or, or and to distribute Holy Communion. He doesn't bother to, to, to come down from the from where the altar is. I mean, all I'm saying is that this is not helping Catholic men um, come out of the pews, want to come to church, want to take part and defend the faith. They don't see good, positive masculinity roles. They don't see good role models. We need more role models so that young Catholic men will not abandon the church, will not abandon the faith, 
and want to take part, maybe even roles where they, some may want to become priests, but they need a positive masculine role. Some of these guys want to become priests, and what happens is they wound up being neutered, spiritually neutered by the bishops and by other priests because they don't want them to be as bold as, as Father James Altman is. All right, I'm going to go into the article now. Okay, uh, that was great. Uh, I, don't you love the, the music? I have to say the background music. Did you notice it's from The Passion of the Christ, some of it? I mean, at the beginning wasn't. Uh, it was more like uh, an opera, but it finally got to the part where the crucifixion is. And the music was from the crucifixion of the Passion of the Christ. And if you look at the the video, you'll notice that he has images of Nancy Pelosi. And um, there was also images of Joe Biden uh, uh, taking part, marrying two a gay couple, um, uh, two gay men, which is what he did. He married, you know, he took part in that. So he did everything wrong. Uh, that you're not, as a Catholic, you're not supposed to do. So uh, message to so-called uh, uh, Biden, uh, Catholics for Biden, uh, your, uh, your candidate is, is a phony Catholic. He's a bad Catholic, okay? Simple as that. And um, also to uh, Sister Simone, uh, stop kidding yourself, okay? He's you know you're not you know you, you are misrepresenting the faith and you're misguiding people. And to and he also had images of James Martin, and you see like sort of as a an art artist montage. You see his, James Martin's face, and he brings in a, a wolf. It's basically wolf in sheep's clothing. All right, let's get to the article. Um, LifeSite News: Bishop Strickland echoes priest. You cannot be Catholic and and be a Democrat. Uh, my shame is that it has taken me so long, Bishop Uptyler said. That's really great. You see, this is the kind of bishop we want. Uh, Tuesday, September 8th, 2020, and it's uh, the article's by M Martin Berger. All right, Tech, uh, Tyler, Texas, September 8th, 2020. Uh, bishop Joseph Strickland on Saturday endorsed a video by Father James Altman, in which he argued no Catholic could vote for the Democratic Party in the upcoming election. Great. I love it. As the Bishop of Tyler, I endorse Father Altman's statement in this video. The Bishop wrote on Twitter, My shame is that it has taken me so long. Thank you, Father Altman, for your courage and his all capital courage. If you love Jesus and his church and this nation, please heed this message. And here's the his Twitter account. As the Bishop of Tyler, I endorse Father Altman's statement in this video. My shame is it has taken me so long. Thank you, Father Altman, for your courage. If you love Jesus and his church and this nation, please heed this message. And uh, if you go on LifeSite News, um, LifeSite News, you can actually, uh, there's a link for this uh, video. All right, for the YouTube channel. Father Altman, pastor of St. James, the less Catholic church in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Okay, so he's not in Texas, he's in Wisconsin. Has exclaimed in this 
in the video, first release at the end of July, here is a memo to, to clueless baptized Catholics. You cannot be a Catholic and be a Democrat, period. Okay, well, that's what we heard from the audio. This party platform absolutely is against everything the Catholic Church teaches, he said. So just quit pretending that you're a Catholic and vote Democrat. He won't, uh, he warned. Repent of your support of that party and its platform or face the fires of hell. I'm glad he said that. Regarding baptized Catholics who voted for Democrat candidates in the past, specifically President Barack Obama, Altman said there was a lot of pretenders, a lot of imposters, a lot of people mis mis uh, masquerading as Catholics, lady and clergy alike. But there were, but there were zero faithful Catholics who voted for that godless politician who had the audacity to blaspheme and say, "God bless Planned Parenthood." the most racist organization on the face of this planet, founded to wipe out black babies. Okay, He really, I mean, let me tell you, he really, he really, really knows how to, how to you know, he loves souls and he, and he really knows how to preach. Apart from Strickland, several other bishops have spoken out against the Democratic Party, especially as candidates for president, uh, president former um, senator and vice president Joe Biden and his running mate, Senator Kamala Harris. Bishop Rick Sticker of Knoxville, Tennessee, again, noise outside my window, tweeted on September 1st, it really confuses me that both Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi time and time again state that they are faithful Catholics and yet promote unlimited abortion as well as deny so many of the teachings of our faith. Nancy stated that she will no longer support the Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment uh, basically prevents federal money, federal tax money, to help support abortion. Um, Democrats have been trying to overrun the Hyde Amendment so they can get their hands on that money and uh, to make a national abortion fund uh basically this is really serious all right i guess they think it's okay to say that they're faithful but yet support the ultimate child abuse and human rights violation uh, of death of the, of the unborn he added i hope someday her portrait will be removed from the capital as she did of those who supported slavery no difference Sticker also asked, how can a person say they are a faithful Catholic and yet support those who support the ultimate child abuse and human rights violation uh, of, the, of, yet, of those yet born? Slavery was, was legal at one time, yet now we look at it with horror. A child born is not the property of another. A child not yet born is a total human person that must be protected, he affirmed. This nation will continue to decline if abortion continues. Those who love life will never go away and will continue to fight. The cause is just as it is, as is the uh, promotion of the dignity of the human person. See, the problem is, is that they, they, they've convinced themselves that it's not a human person. And I think the problem is, is because human beings have oh are at war with the law that God has set up. All right, let's face it: you can't have sex. Sex is basically to promote life, not just for pleasure, 
but it's to bring life into the world. But the modern human person and human beings from the very beginning, it's not just the modern human person, but this goes back to the very beginning of humanity, wanted sex to just be for pleasure and not the consequences that comes from the natural act, from the conjugal act. And this is the problem that human beings have had from the very beginning. Uh, hence, uh, basically birth control. But as one Supreme Court judge says, what happens if birth control fails? Well, the only other option afterward has to be abortion to basically terminate the pregnancy. And this is something that human beings, basically, the act of abortion and the act of, of, uh, of birth control is to fight against what nature basically has done, the purpose of the sexual act, which is to bring life. I know some people want to say, well, it doesn't have to be for pregnancy, but wrong. That is what it is. That's why animals mate. You see horses, dogs, chimpanzees, and others. They mate for the very fact of bringing life to continue the species. That's the purpose of it. Human beings, basically, yes, there is the, the act of making love is a human act. Of course, not everybody, you know, basically has sex for the mere act of just love. Some just want it for just pleasure. You don't, as they, as, as people always say, you don't have to have sex with a person to love the person, or you don't have to love the person to have sex, whichever way you want to look at it. But that's the whole purpose of just basically people who just want to have sexual act. But the problem is, how do you get around the sexual act without getting pregnant? And that's why abortion or contraception has come along. And the problem is that human beings are just at war with nature. Abortion and contraception is at war with your body. It's at war with the, the, the sexual act. You want, you just want pleasure, but you don't want the consequences of the act, the physical act. That's that's what it is. A birth control and abortion is at war with the, with the nature of our bodies. Okay, and now of course that this has led to the perversions of what called uh, sex sex change operation. Uh, the individual at war with the gender that they're born with because they are either something happened, either they've suffered from some kind of abuse or it's some form of mental illness. People don't want to call it that, but guess what? A person who does that is not happy. And most people who've had sex change operations, as we know, we're not going to go too far into it, but the idea is that they've suffered from mental illness and many of them have committed suicide even after they've had the sex change operation. It's sad. But this is the reality. All right, let's go to the next one, next uh, paragraph. Okay, now we're going to go down. We just read the part here where, you know, the fact of those who love life will never go away and will continue to fight. The cause is just as it is, as it, you know, as it is the promotion of the dignity of the human person. Bishop Thomas Tobin of Providence, Rhode Island, simply commented in mid-August, Biden-Harris, first time in a while that the Democrat ticket hasn't had a Catholic on it. Sad. I remember when he tweeted that, 
and uh, James Martin came out in defense, speaking out against Bishop uh, Bishop Tobin of Providence, Rhode Island, and he tried to like defend Biden. He said he's a baptized he's a baptized Catholic that makes him Catholic. You know, he's trying to um, keep the um, you know the Catholics probably who. Who are not who don't look who don't look up the information too much and uh, who don't um, you know who don't do their their research basically you know there's a lot of people that don't do that you should always to, to take the time to do your research all right politics is part of life don't stop thinking that politics should not be in the church it's part of life you heard what James Altman said okay every single day what we go through. From the minute you walk out of that door, that you have to deal with people is political. All right. Work related or even just buying things, it's politics. Okay. It's always going to be politics. All right. In May, uh, in May, and in view of the upcoming election in November, Bishop Strickland himself had issued a series of articles discussing what he called morally coherent Catholic citizenship. In short, faith and life must come together for Catholics. The full deposit of faith must be guarded, and it must be, must inform every area of our life, including our social and civic participation. That includes our voting, Strickland, Strickland wrote. That's great. I'm glad he said that. He quoted from a 2002 doctrinal, not a doctrinal note on the participation of Catholics in political life. There you go, right there. A doctrinal note published by the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith in which at the time was led by then Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, who was to become Pope Benedict XVI. Those of you who think that politics does not belong in the church, let me read, the, read that to you again. He quoted from a 2002 doctrinal note on the participation of Catholics in political life published by the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, which at the time was led by then-Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, who was to become Pope Benedict XVI. The social doctrine of the Church is not an intrusion into the government of individual countries. It is a question of the lay Catholic's duty to be morally coherent, found within one's conscience, which is one and indivisible, there cannot be two par parallel lives in their existence. On the one hand, the so-called spiritual life, which with its values and demands, and on the other, the so-called secular life, that is, life in a family, at work, in social responsibilities, in the responsibilities of public life and in culture. The branch engrafted to the vine, which is Christ, bears its fruit in every sphere of existence and activity. Did you get that? One more time. The social doctrine of the church is not an intrusion into the government of individual countries. It is a question of the lay Catholic's duty to be morally coherent, found within one's conscience, which is one and indivisible. There cannot be two parallel lives. In other words, you can't live a double life and you can't be a hypocrite. 
All right, there cannot be two parallel lives in their existence. The one, on the one hand, the sp the so-called spiritual life, your daily prayer life, your sacramental life as a husband, a father, a, a, a you know a son or a daughter to your parents, you know you know your you go to mass, you know your family life, your your Catholic life. You can't have you know that that's one life with its values and demands, and on the other, the so-called secular life. That is, life in a family, at work, in social responsibility, in the responsibilities of public life, and in culture. The branch engrafted to the vine, which is Christ, bears its fruit in every sphere of existence and activity. Most fundamentally, Strickland emphasized that the right to life is not negotiable. So therefore, get, it, get yourself out of this whole thing that you can't be political. Politics is part of life. And remember, love your neighbor and, and uh, as yourself and love, you know, uh, you know, love your enemies. As G.K. Chesterton said, your enemies and your neighbor are one of the same. Okay? They're the same people. And sometimes they also happen to be your family members. So this is something people have to get out. Get this out of your head. I urge the faithful in this diocese to realize, that's in his Texas, that anyone who directly promotes abortion is not acceptable for leadership in our society, he wrote. I realize that that eliminates a vast number of potential leaders from our considerations as faithful Catholics, but we must hold firm and do all we can to only support political leaders who respect and protect the fundamental right to life of the unborn. And they must, they, and they must listen to our voice. B the Bishop of Tyler, Texas also talked about religious liberty, respect and protection of marriage and the family, as well as parental choice in education. A five-part video series covering the same issues was subsequently released on YouTube. We're going to check that out, people. We're going to check that out. I'm going to hold on to this article. Now, here's my own view. I really believe this is our one last chance. All right, almost, okay, 20 years ago, nearly 20 years ago, we had, we're going to celebrate 9-11 this, this Friday. All right, that was a warning for us. All right. Um, there's a book written by this uh, messianic Jew. His name is Can. Um, a rat, he's, you know, he calls himself messianic Jew. He believes in Jesus Christ, but he's not Catholic. He wrote a book called The Harbinger, and he he basically, through his study of Scripture, believes that basically the um, which I believe is the same thing. I think many Catholics will believe the same thing that that the um, the blessings and curses and the covenant that was given to ancient Israel uh, through the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross passed down to his church. Now, I'm interpreting it as a Catholic. He basically interprets everything from a more messianic, messianic Protestant Jew perspective. Now, interesting to note, did you know that uh, Henry Hudson, when he discovered Manhattan, was on September 11th, 1609? All right, uh, 1609, he discovered Manhattan. He came here to the harbor of the river and Manhattan Island, which was 
populated by uh, indigenous peoples. It was on September 11th. So that was kind of looked on in his new book, Harbinger 2. He looks upon it as sort of like uh, the foundation of, of New York. And New York is looked upon as the gateway. Every ancient city in the ancient world had a gate, a, a big gate that was sort of where the end, where the leaders, the elders of the city would make judgment and, you know, sort of like all the government stuff would take place. Well, Ellis Island is the gateway. It is the gateway to the politics, to the entrance of the city, and to the um, the economic foundation of this of, of America. It starts here in New York Harbor, in New York City, and the fact that that was the date he discovered that that that, that the New York City was founded, and the the terrorists attacked us on that date was because the country has morally lost everything and then we had that uh that that horrible crash in 2007 2008 was another way of of judgment i mean think about it the guys from the middle east flew all the way here and came to the to 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 New York City and attacked New York City on September 11th. They wouldn't they wouldn't have known that. They didn't they didn't know that. None of us probably even thought about it because all of us have forgotten it. But the fact we we did. I didn't even know. I didn't put the two together. But there is prophecies. There are chastisements. And now we have another chastisement. This this COVID nineteen Wuhan virus, and then this um this constant rioting socialist rioting constantly taking place every single day harassing people there has to be something to it okay i truly believe we are given one last chance if we vote for joe biden if we, we we're not voting for him, we're voting for the Democrats, and we're going to vote for we're, we're going to choose death. Like the Scripture says, as Joshua himself said in the Book of Joshua, the Lord has put two two roads in front of you. Choose life or choose death. It's in the Scriptures the same thing. Choose life or choose death. If we choose death. Everything that we have, all that we have here, not just us, but around the world, they're going to feel it. They're going to feel, they're going to feel America. Uh, they're going to feel the fall. They're going to feel it. We, this abortion is just a form of ancient child sacrifice. Child sacrifice, human sacrifice. That's what, not, that's what went on in the days of Abraham. That's why God tested him by asking him to sacrifice his only son, because that was the mode of sacrifice that the pagans practice, human sacrifice. But Abraham understood that, that you know, that this, this sacrifice was, was to a pagan gods. But yet here he was with the one true God, and he's sacrificing the blood of calves and goats, sheep. Why wouldn't he ask for human sacrifice? 
And yet this God has given him a child, blessed him with a child in his old age. And yet now God was going to test him. He got Abraham exactly where he wanted him to contemplate. All right, I'm going to ask you now, take your son, your only son, Isaac, go up to a mountain that I will show you and offer him up to me on the altar. We're not given Abraham's reaction, but he did it. He took his son and then God stopped him because now God can see that his God wanted to test his faith to test Abraham's faith. He knew Abraham was going to do it, but he wanted Abraham to come to a conclusion, to come to a point and realize that this is God. And Abraham prophesied. Remember, his son is carrying the wood. A lot of us think that, that Isaac was just a kid. In actuality, according to some Jewish tradition, he was possibly 30 years old at the time. Father, here's the wood. And here we have the fire. But where is the lamb for the sacrifice? God himself will provide a lamb. Now, obviously, we there's more to those words. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God, the only begotten Son of the Father. And that's Abraham was going to sacrifice his only son, a foreshadowing of Jesus, the only begotten Son of the Father. So really, think about it. Think about where we are. If we choose Joe Biden, I really think America will be finished. I mean, we're going to see a lot of calamity, a lot of what we'll see. We'll actually see things fall apart. Just like ancient Israel committed sins and they fell apart. The nation was no longer the same after Solomon. So what are we going to do? Are we going to choose a man who was actually a most pro-life president? An opportunity do we have to actually change this country and start a new culture or a, a, a culture of life, a new conservative culture? Or are we going to choose Joe Biden, all right, a dissident Catholic, and then we're going to let these dissident priests and dissident bishops ruin it? We have a chance to change everything. We have a chance to bring America back to God, to bring, to save our, to save our country, our nation and maybe, hopefully, God willing, our church, God will bless us here in America. Our Lady will pray. Will pray. We have to pray the Rosary for this. We have to really take it seriously. I'm going to end it here, and I'll get back with you another time. So uh, please subscribe and share. Let's say a prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. God bless, and we'll be back together again soon. Amen.